0: On the next episode of Sip Suds, and Smokes.
1: So, Mike, 10 years ago, did you ever think uh, you'd be coming to 10 seasons of this?
0: Oh, no. Actually, that is the common story that I tell everybody is that uh, so good old boy Jim and I, uh, as we were talking about doing this very early on, I said that I didn't think we would last, you know, even to 10 episodes. And I think that I would just get this, you know, out of the way and that idea would be done. So, I don't know. Five hundred episodes later, here we still are. <laughs> so it's the best bet I ever lost. On this episode, we're gonna actually discuss our production plans for season ten of Sips, Suds, and Smokes. We have plans? Oh, I know. It's it's written on the back of a cocktail napkin that is probably after we've had four or five old fashioned so I think that's probably the We'll be right back after this break. live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It's Sips, Suds, and Smokes with your smoke and toast, the good old boys. Welcome to this special edition of Sips, Suds, and Smokes. I'm good old boy Mike, and joining me here on this special episode is Made Man Bob. Howdy, howdy? And good old gal Juliana.
2: Hey, everyone.
0: and good old boy Dave. Hey, Bud. <laughs> on this episode, we're going to actually discuss our production plans for season ten of sips, Suds, and Smokes. We have plans? Oh, I know. it's it's written on the back of a cocktail napkin that is probably after we've had four or five. Old-fashioned, so I think that's probably the best way that I can describe any of our planning process, you know, for sure. Uh, Julianne and Dave are actually going to talk about our sub segments, and Maidman Bob are going to talk uh, about the SIPS crew and what they're going to discuss on those segments as well. Now, we have some variability on the number of episodes, you know, from one season to the next, but you'll actually be gaining a fresh episode every Fresh Friday, we actually have kind of the opposite problem where we always have too much to talk about, not enough broadcast time. So we're going to have some more online-only episodes to cover some of those topics as well. Well, up first, it's going to be Made Man Bob to tell us what is coming up for some of our SIP segments for Season 10. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> hey, thanks, no, got, Bob. Got, and scene, yeah. and that, yeah. is, that yeah. is the extent yeah. of our planning process
3: yet yeah, once again. There's my career in the adult film industry. So, well, it's it's been, uh, what can you say? 2021. It was uh, better than 2020, you know, and hopefully 2022 will be better. Um, you know, with COVID uh, going sideways at this point, who the heck knows? But, I mean, it's, you know, last year was a pretty good year. We won the Taste Awards. We won a Webby and a few others. Um we did not manage to go to as many uh, whiskey shows or events as we would have liked. Um, we did hit the Bourbon Classic and uh, the Van Winkle event and did the media tour with uh, Buffalo Trace in 1792 and uh, Michter's and Bullet and all that. You know, had, had, a good, had a good time doing that. The cocktail competition and the Grand Tasting. Uh, they moved it this year to uh, Louisville Slugger Field, really much nicer venue. Let's see. Earlier this year, we did a, a bourbon and bacon pairing class for my charity, so we got to raise some money for them. Um, we all did get to go to uh, the Big Four Roses charity event up in uh, the middle of Nowheresville, Tennessee. Jesus Mike drove me out there and I thought it was I thought it was like a, a puppy that he didn't want anymore. He was just gonna like take me out and then drop me off and you know, tell my wife that he took me to that happy farm, you know, where your where your goldfish went. They have most of their natural teeth in that part of the state. Yeah, they just keep them in a jar. So uh yeah. I didn't say how oh, they're keeping them, but I'm just saying <laughs> that they have most of their natural teeth. I've got them all. They're right here. like click, quick, click, quick, click. Yeah, okay. So uh somebody should play that band again thing. Oh yeah. Same. Band once again. Thank you. So we did uh we hit the uh Kentucky Bourbon Festival and covered that this year and, and looking forward to that next year. The new the new format was really nice. Um and for the first time that they had it that way, I thought they did a pretty good job. They they fought a, a an epic like noah level flood about six hours before the thing happened and still managed to pull off a pretty nice event. Um we had, uh, Mike came down and we went to the big smoke whiskey fest down here at Fort Lauderdale. Um, really nice event. Um, every cigar manufacturer out there was there and quite a few whiskeys were there.
0: Only time I've been to a cigar event on sovereign territory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't,
3: don't fall down the stairs because uh, trust me, you're not going to be able to sue. Um, <laughs> and that's coming from a lawyer. I'm, I trust me on that one. It's not happening. Um, and then, uh, a week after that, did a Whiskey Fest in New York, um, and then we did a uh, Honor Flight charity dinner uh, a couple of weeks ago, we raised some money to send some World War II veterans off to D.C., um, managed to take some of the downtime that we all had last year, and, and finally got around to getting my uh, WSET certification in spirits, and got my certificate of Scotch Whiskey from the Edinburgh Whiskey Academy, and a few other things I was working on. Uh, We did manage to get a couple barrel picks in, most of them for our charity. Um, But coming up for this year, I'm going to be in Napa in two weeks. Going to hit a few uh, wineries out there. Hoping to possibly get out to Vegas in April for the Universal Whiskey Experience. Um, Also looking at possibly doing Whiskey Live uh, in July. We'll see. Uh, definitely going back for the KBF and possibly for the USA Trade Tasting up in New York. Um, also hoping to get back to Chicago for Whiskey Fest. It was the same weekend as Bourbon Classic, so we weren't able to do that. But trying to get a few of those together. Um, had some great shows last year. We had some really good shows on some of the uh, some of the more well-known and some of the lesser-known independent bottlers, uh, which is always always interesting because i mean it's it's amazing how some of the some of the malt whiskeys in scotland honestly the people that don't make it actually put out sometimes better whiskey than the people that actually make it we were able to do um the four uh, fall releases from last drop distillers um that was epic um i think mike looked up how much that would have run if we'd have bought all the bottles and it was uh, pretty much a really nice condo and then on the wine shows, we, we did some really great wine shows this year. We also did a, a sherry show uh, that I've been looking forward to producing that for quite some time. Um, there's not a lot of people out there in the U.S., at least, that are very familiar with sherry. So hopefully we were able to give them a basic education of it and, and get them out there and get them trying some of them. Um, working on a second sherry show, hopefully for 2022, uh, with the, the folks from Gonzales-Bias, And then upcoming shows, uh, we've got a lot on the plate. We are going to be, hopefully, in the next couple of weeks, recording a show on all of the Diageo special releases. They were very kind and sent us a box with all of them. Um, Yeah, there's, there's there's I think it's a 26-year-old Lagavulin in there that I I swear every night when I go to bed, I hear it calling me. Um, We've got a show where we're doing most of the range from Glenallochie, uh we've got uh spay burn um and then we've got uh we've got a whistle pig show we've got uh, a couple of from let's see we've got some stuff from woodenville we've got Davies county we've got westward uh, malt cast strength we're going to be doing a show on most of the line from uh Aaron. um and then another one that I'm really looking forward to is uh, we're going to be doing an Irish whiskey show. We've got uh, several from Writer's Tears, and then we've got several from Waterford, um, which is uh, Mark uh, from Brooklady, uh, Mark Rainier. Is that the Red Breast 27 show, right? You wish. It's it's. I mean, this is the guy who was one of the guys behind you know Bracolotti. Uh When he left there, he decided he really wanted to focus on terroir. In whiskey, most specifically the grain. So these are all made at the same place. But you can take the bottle and scan the bottle and get down to the point where you can actually see the exact farm that that grain came from, what day it was planted, what day it was harvested. You know how long it took them to malt it. You know when it was when it was uh, uh, when it was mashed. I mean, it, literally every single detail of it, so that you can sort of cue in on. The, the differences in terroir between one farm in one place and another farm, you know, 20 miles up the road. Um, so I'm really looking forward to doing that show to, you know, to see if if hopefully I have the palette to actually tell the difference. Um, but we've got ton 1509 batch eight in the queue. We've got the last two Booker's releases in the queue. Uh, we've got the Baker's 11-year-old uh we've got some great stuff from ben we've got uh, the blade and bow 22. we have a whiskey from Coors, the the beer people from colorado uh we've got several here from barrel bourbon we've got a new one from new riff i've got a box full of of uh bottles from penelope uh which is a a a new label that seems to be uh, making a name for itself um we've got two more from the folks at lucky seven um i if, if they're half as good as the ones we did uh, earlier in the year, I think the the proprietor was my pick for uh, new product of the year. Um, we've got uh, Larceny Barrel Strength. We've got the new Glenmora 18 gear, the Azuma Makoto Flower Bottle, um, and more and more stuff coming in pretty much every day. So we've got piles and piles of whiskey to talk about. Um, heck, we just don't even have enough time. And then... Wine shows. Um, we've got a, a, a sparkling wine show that's going to be coming up. We've got some uh, Road Rear. We've got uh, Telemont Brute. Um, we've got a bottle from another bottle of uh, Dow. We did uh, three of their expressions earlier uh, in 2021. Um, we've got their uh, their technical V, the uh, Dow Heart of a Lion. Uh, I haven't had this release, but everyone I've had so far has been fantastic. So, uh, really looking forward to getting some wine shows out there, and and you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be a much better twenty twenty two, I think. So,
0: well, you know, I just love the fact that you have such a broad range of things. You know, already you know well planned in advance, and. Plan. Oh, there's no plan. Okay. <laughs> well, and I mean, we absolutely we really have always a lot of tough choices, you know, that we have to make with our production calendar, and and I really love that uh, we're. We're talking about, you know, some, uh, a lot of new products and new things that, you know, nobody has covered, but we're also coming back and looking at um, some distilleries or some producers that we've worked with in the past that are putting out uh, some new products as well. So I really like that You know, there's a fair bit of balance, you know, with between the new and the familiar territory, you know, at the same time. Yeah. Well, just when you think you've run out of whiskey to talk about you
3: you know, find 20 more. So there's, you know, the established people are always coming out with new expressions and, you know, that's always exciting. There's there's a lot of new stuff like that coming out. We've got a show coming up this year where we've got uh, three different releases from Law's Whiskey House. Um, Al Law's real nice guy. They're making some really interesting whiskey out there, um, but they sent us a couple over the course of a couple of months and have sort of stockpiled them so we can sort of do a mix and match between them. Um, the fo- folks
0: from Barrel have sent us a lot. So it's going to be a good year. Thanks, Bob. We'll be right back after this break. Hey, welcome back to Sip Suds, and Smokes. On today's special episode, we're going over our plans for season 10. We're just chatting with Maid Man Bob about some of the things he has planned for on various SIP segments. So I guess one of the things that was a huge shockwave in uh, the whiskey industry was the buyout of LuxRo um, from mgP and they actually rebranded everything to Ross and squib I think is the name is that right I'm pretty close I think yeah I can't I, I think you're I I think, think at the la- yeah. I know it's I'm pretty sure it's close so we have some products and I know that are in that lineup which are those Davies county? Uh, products and then they have various expressions they have different finishing barrels and they have some at, at you know full proof and then some other cast strength products that are in that lineup as well any uh i mean do you think that that is really going to elevate you know i think mgp into having a better presence you know with uh, their consumers i think it was
3: i think it was a good match um i mean you know i'm you know, they were purchasing some stuff from MGP, but they were also purchasing from other places as well. Lux Row was. At Luxrow, right? yeah. And and they've got their own distillery. They're making their own product now. But um, you know, MGP was, you know, I mean, they're basically in the wholesale business. And they've they've done a few brands on their own, the the George Remus and um what's the other one we did? Eight and Sand. Um, but that's not their forte. And you've got somebody like Lux Row that has been out there pounding the pavement and and you know and selling whiskeys you know the you know labels that they own you know to the to the consumers, not to you know other bottlers or other other uh, non-distiller producers. So I think it's going to be a good thing for them because I think they're gaining a lot of the experience and marketing and and distribution knowledge that uh, you know. The lex family has built up over all those years and hopefully it will translate to some you know more you know more interesting things coming out of mgp you know on the retail end under either existing labels uh with lux row or with the with the ross and squib name or perhaps additional you know product extensions or additional lines that they come up with so hopefully yeah, you know, I think it's. I think it's going to be a good marriage between the two. I, I think they're both. You know, I think they're both gaining from the strengths of of either side. So hopefully, we will see. And you know, it, it only time will tell. But I. I think it's going to turn out to be a really good move for both of them.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I guess the other thing that's caught my attention is that, you know, there are a lot of distilleries that kind of started at a lot of the whiskey boom that are now kind of coming around with, you know, some fairly mature, you know, whiskey to be introduced to the market. Some of those we covered, you know, more, more like three or four years ago when they were actually just coming into the market and a lot of, you know, really young whiskey, you know, to work with and some stuff that just you know was like, wow, this is no. But, you know, it's it's folks like, uh, You know, Jay Henry and, you know, Wyoming whiskey and uh, that there are some um, Tennessee whiskeys owned by a big machine, you know, distillers that is working with a product that's around that eight year mark as well. So, you know, it's it's just very interesting that, you know, as a lot of those things kind of matured and really come around, you're really seeing some, actually some quite attractive products. Mm hmm. And, and you know, actually competing with a, a lot of people that have a lot of market share, and also right there on the shelf as well. So it'll be interesting as a lot of those, a lot of those smaller producers are really coming around with uh, you know some fairly mature products. Oh yeah, there's there's a lot of them out now
3: that you know yeah. five years ago were you know fairly new, um, but even then you know with the with some of the smaller guys, even when we would you know get some of their samples in. You know, that, you know, for a distillery that maybe been around four or five, six years, uh, it's even if, even if the product they're, they were putting out at that point was a little bit young, you could still tell the direction they were going in. And you could tell, you know, this is going to be, you know, this needs a little more time, but they're on the right track. Yeah. So, you know, give these guys another three or four years and they're going to be blowing your head off. And, and there's quite a few of those. There's some that aren't, but there's some that are.
0: Yeah. I had the Creed uh over the weekend uh within uh finished off a nine cask and i'd say that was a that's pretty pretty good product and um it uh jeff the creed um last year uh, we stopped on our way to uh bullet uh, for a barrel pick and uh you know i could tell that stuff was kind of coming around but yeah that that one bottle that i had over this weekend just kind of caught my attention yeah, so
3: real nice real nice folks over there as well oh super nice yeah but yeah, I mean like Law's Whiskey House. That's that's another one. I right. mean yep. they they were they, you know, three, four, or five years ago, they had really pretty good product. But you know, every time they send another one, I will talk to their head of the marketing or or on occasion I'll get a chance to chat with Al And I tell them all the time, you know, every time I get a release from you, it's better than the last one. And that's not a knock on what you had before. It's just, you know, every single one is better. Yeah, And that's the direction you guys are going. It's just up and up and up. And there's, there's quite a few of them out there now that are just now starting to hit their stride. So it's really exciting to see some of those that are you know, right where they need to be and, and putting out some quality product. Yep.
0: Well, we're also going to be having some new SIP segments that are going to discuss coffee, including our Coffee 101 episode and some new hosts are going to be covering that topic as well. Sanka. Have <laughs> you got the Sanka? Just stir from right to left instead of left to right. That's how you. Uh, so, Oh, um, I've been doing it wrong. I've been going backwards. Okay. Yeah. Be sure to, you know, do a cupping on that. Mm. We'd actually hope to do, uh, to get to Mescal sooner, but it's a really tricky landscape, you know, to navigate. And the one issue that's been really frustrating is that we'll go and sit down and pick out a product and select to cover it. And then all of a sudden it's no longer available. You know, Mescal is more like a vintage of wine where the weather and, and the crop yield have major implications on the supply of a particular product. Um, We're going to figure out a good way to navigate all those challenges and get around to talking about Mezcal pretty soon. So on our coffee segments, uh, our our new co-hosts are going to be Mike Love from Coffee Lab Roasters and Marina Gray from BoxBeam. Beanbox, i'm sorry from Beanbox. i know i'd get it backwards Robin mark's going to join us you know on some of those segments and i have a few other folks who are going to be joining us periodically you know for some other coffee episodes but these uh, initial episodes this is uh, going to be the four of us we're going to um cover this thing called my coffee journey you know it's it's like You know, if you had to take a friend or a relative and kind of move them from A to B talking about coffee, I mean, where would you start? What are kind of like the 10 stepping stones, you know, to kind of elevate your experience, you know, with coffee? Taster's choice, perhaps? (laughs) (laughs) No, not not flavored cream. Um, So uh, we're also going to do a single origin episode and covering Ethiopian natural is uh, where we're headed for some of these initial coffee episodes Yeah, with the mezcal we're uh i have uh, some other folks lined up mike wolf is going to come back and join us um it's always great to see him um he is actually back behind the bar at audrey um in nashville tennessee and with sean brock again from so the band is back together which is really cool and um so if you're dropping by to nashville definitely uh um Let's just go over and have a drink with Mike. He's such an amazing uh, individual. Great cocktail books, um, as well as, you know, he's behind the bar again. So I wouldn't miss that. Um, Carrie Ann's going to join me, uh, as well as John Lewis, to talk about Mezcal. We have a one-on-one show all lined up. Um, it's picking that top five. It's been a little elusive. And um, we're going to do another episode called Name That Agave. And we're actually going to talk about the various varieties of agave plants um, as it relates to Mezcal as well. So some pretty cool shows lined up for both coffee and Mezcal. Oh, yeah. There's going to be some smokes episodes as well. Um, it was really great to get back to doing some of these, and we're going to uh, do one on the big smoke grab bag. So some of the cigars from the show that you know Bob was talking about, we're going to talk about some of the uh, sticks from that show. Um, we're going to go through a single brand feature. I'm not really quite sure who that's going to be right now. Swisher Sweets, probably Alec Bradley is a you know forerunner that we may you know do that on. Um, Barger actually is going to be doing some short one-minute reviews called The Daily Stove. Um, that's actually going to cover a lot more sticks than we normally get to talk about in each season as well. So he's going to be joining uh, Made Man Bob as well as Good a Boy Dave on you know some of those short one-minute reviews that you get to see that we post through our social media channels. Well, we're taking some time to celebrate Season 10 as well. This is some rarefied air that we get to keep any form of entertainment going this long, um, we decided to celebrate the people that actually make the show, our co-hosts. Now, you barely get a chance to get to know these people over the six to eight minutes they get actually get to talk on each episode. We have one episode each month lined up to chat with co-hosts in a more extended conversation. You won't want to miss the opening episode that I had with Reverend Mark. Mark and I actually started Sips, Us, and Smokes with episode one, and it's an homage back to that pivotal event that we actually kick off season 10 together as well. Yes, there there is another hilarious story with a coming-of-age situation involving a car, a river, and something left in the water a bit too long. No dead rabbits? Now, that's all you need to know to get started with that story. Hey, 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 the water was cold. It's called shrinkage. <laughs> well, um, This actually, this chat format may be something we actually keep in the future to interview other people in the future. Um, so there are going to be some other people that'll they're already doing this typical late night, you know, show format. Um, we just chose not to adopt this, you know, that particular format for the show. And we love the people behind many of the products we get to talk about. And maybe these will actually be some of the discussions that you've never heard before, like. What is Eddie Russell's you know, favorite dessert? Or what music would Travis Hickson play in the brew house at Blackberry Farm? So uh, I hope that we'll get around to some of those additional discussions, maybe not in season 10 uh, right away, but at least we'll have a good format that we can work with. One billion. Yep. It's a big number with lots of things, including us. We achieved over 1 billion downloads for Sips, Us, and Smokes back in Season 9. And we're going to celebrate that milestone a bit in Season 10. For our weekly show, it may be the only podcast to actually pull that off. Now, there are some daily shows that accomplish that a lot faster. We're still working on our celebration process, and our talented and creative staff is working on what we're going to be doing. We have a like, talented and creative staff? Yeah, it's I'm, just Brent and Justin. Why not I met them? They're sitting over in a corner drinking too much and throwing at a dartboard. Did you really think that our creative process would actually be more than thoughtful than that? Not if Brent's involved. No. Did no. you raise your hand, Dave? You want to join in the process? Can you do no, with your left and right
1: hand? One billion dollar giveaway to your
0: favorite co-host named Good old boy, Dave. I see.
3: <laughs> Shouldn't we have Carl
0: Sagan on for billions and billions well we have some aspirations to get back to collaborating with some other podcasts some radio shows and some bloggers and writers really this is just another excuse for my fake british accent to work again with the barrel clock team that was a lot of fun
3: (laughs) i would like to i would like to throw my hat in and say i would very much like to collaborate with megan fox just throwing it out all right i don't know if she drinks or smokes or anything really don't care or wears pants just throwing that out
0: You know, we used to do some things like this in some of the early seasons of episodes and Smokes. We just kind of drifted away from doing this. And so we're going to be actually looking for the opportunity to bring this back maybe a bit more often here in season 10. Now, many of our co-hosts are also actually going to be guests and other podcasts as well. So you know, it's really about time we need to export some of the talent, you know, to some other places. Did you say export or deport? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> kind of the same thing. It's you know it's all arriving in the same place, right, Dave? Well, but I think one you you can come back and one you can't. Yeah, Caperton alone should have a, a host of a show called Really. <laughs> so, <laughs> could you imagine that a whole hour show with Caperton going? Really, <laughs> just smash it! I also want to take a minute to thank the many people that are behind the scenes that actually make this show possible. Our post production team, Pro Podcast Solutions. Our editor is Michael Lund And really, if you didn't know this, it's an inside thing, but every single Canadian joke is just for his personal amusement. So there you go. You finally figured it out. Like you said, deport. I mean, if you think about how it sounds,
1: you know, once it hits the airwaves, imagine how it sounded before he got his hands on it. Jeez.
0: Yeah. Our advertising sales partners, uh, do a great job of helping us monetize this show the team at Gla- uh, global dax our great friends at uh, red circle this year and true native media who we've been with for almost eight years now so it's really great that uh, we have uh, some really great sales partners our advertisers including some of which that actually freely decided to actually come back to working with us once again so i want to thank them oh, i don't buy that <laughs> Our hosting and distribution partners, Public Radio Exchange, PRX, who pucker up every time i even mentioned the fact that we're still on there. Pacifica uh, Network, CBS Radio, Podbean, SoundCloud, and again, our friends at Red Circle. Well, uh, you know, we really have uh, some really great things uh, planned for sure. So, uh, And we're always going to be talking about a topic that is worth discussing. So I had one here for us to go over. I'll see if you guys have anything worthy of discussion. So I've been watching this uh, show that's on um, HBO Max. It is uh, the show with John, I forgot his last name. He's a filmmaker out of uh, out of New York, and uh, Wilkes he he is uh, he is obsessed with uh, watching uh, what shows up on Craigslist in the free stuff uh, section on Craigslist. That dude needs a hobby. I, I asked our I asked our other producers to come up with their choice of. What would be the most interesting thing that you could find in the free section of uh, Craigslist? Any takers?
2: Well, I have one that's weird. And it's in our backyard in Gallatin, Tennessee. Okay. (laughs) It is walnuts for free. All the walnuts a person could possibly want for just picking up. It's the most this person has ever had. In their backyard. You come to the backyard, you pick up their walnuts, and you go.
1: I've been trying to have someone pick up my nuts for I don't know how long and haven't had any takers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I knew that, I knew that was coming. I just had that feeling. I think going to Craigslist was probably the best route to that. I should have tried it. Uh-huh. Uh, any other takers? I had one to toss out while you're thinking about it.
3: There's a guy down there in South Florida that's got a box full of used, torn open Amazon padded envelopes. Like, (laughs) just there's a box full of them. It's like, you know, the tops torn off when he got whatever he was getting and he put them in a box because somebody
0: might want these. So you're taking out somebody else's trash and. Yeah. Right. Well, hey. Somebody can get you to pick up their
1: walnuts, you know, somebody can get you to take out their trash.
3: Well, there's also a guy who's got a picture of a palm tree and says, you know, free, come get the palm tree. Oh, free palm tree. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck with that. Um, I guess
1: though in Florida, it's not as much of a novelty, you know, like a free palm tree.
3: You better have a big damn shovel.
1: (laughs) Yeah. There's one here uh, in Nashville. And I really just like the, the, the caption, Need help departing with animals. I think they just meant parting, but uh, someone's trying to give away a farm. They have five pigs, five sheep, uh, seven chickens, because you always want your chickens in an
3: odd number. Two cows and four goats. Is this the McDonald Farm?
1: First come, first serve.
0: E I E I O. Hey, we'll be right back after the break, everyone. Hey, welcome back to Sip, Suds, and Smokes. On today's special episode, we're going over our production plans for season 10, and we're having a bit of some fun along the way of talking about what would be our top pick from the Craigslist free section. <laughs> it's our topic worthy of discussion. And uh, so we've got, we're taking out walnuts and, and Amazon envelopes so far. Is that right? That's pretty much it, yeah. Don't forget farm animals (laughs) and farm animals. I noticed a wide range of people trying to get rid of their pets um, through Craigslist. So I, I thought that was an interesting place, you know, to try and do something like that. Any children? No, that's called actually trafficking. Not a good choice, you know, but well, maybe not, you know, some parts of the Carolinas, but you know, Anyway. And once again. <laughs> right, for sure. Well, on this segment, uh, I'm going to have uh, good old gal Juliana and good old boy Dave are going to talk a little bit about what we're going to do on some of our segments here for Season 10.
1: Cool. Well, so, you know, uh good old boy, or uh, sorry, made man, Bob, had a l- big list of impressive things he was going to talk about this season. Uh, our list is basically – We're going to go to the store and buy beer. So thanks, everyone. Hope you enjoy season 10. It's going to be great. Um, No, actually, you know, first off, I did want to say that we really had a great time in season nine. Had a gnome fight. Uh, we, We had Viking beer. We had a lot of just different styles and cool things going on. And we're going to kind of keep that trend going. One of our main trends we're going to keep going, though, is the summer of questionable decisions. We'll probably do a little bit of an abbreviated version of that this year. But uh, we're definitely going to do something incredibly stupid, uh, possibly dangerous. And we will definitely kill some brain cells on those episodes. But other than that, what do you think, Juliana?
2: Well, we also had a good time with our fresh hop episode. So we will try that again. Yeah. And also.
1: Oh, sorry. We have to share our list. We only have one list between us.
2: (laughs) Yeah. We're going to revisit some of the breweries that we talked about years ago, such as Rogue and stone and talk about what new things they've had since. Also going to talk about cider again,
1: so, you know, uh, a lot of the, what we do is try to go and emulate the consumer experience. You know, like I said, I was kind of joking about just going to the store and buying beer, but that's really what we do. Um, hopefully, with COVID maybe going a little bit away, we will try to get out and travel more. We'll go and uh, visit some different markets, see what they have, go to some breweries buy buy different things and try to uh you know do some new brewery takeovers one of the main things we're looking at too is beer styles what are the new trends that are coming out as far as um you know 2020 and 2021 were where loggers really started coming back and um you know, what are the new trends that will be for 2022? Hopefully it won't be, you know, lactose loggers or um, pastry uh, IPAs or something. It'll be more like English style beers, malt for beers, beers that taste like beers. We're hoping that 2022 is the year of beer that tastes like beer. And that's where we're really hoping to see. But whatever crazy stuff breweries make, we will be trying it. And uh, telling you about it.
0: Well, that's what I love about the. Um, if you happen to listen to our best of suds episode, which aired, you know, a couple of weeks ago, um, you actually noticed that that was a trend that we actually picked. You know, kind of across the board for a lot of the not only the style of beers but the beers we actually picked. You know, as some of our best beers they were really simple, and you know we were able to yeah. really kind of feature the the capability that the brewer can, can really bring great quality beers with things that are fairly simple that really don't require, you know, a litany of, you know, 20 items, you know, in their recipe, you know. So it uh, it was actually really quite refreshing to see uh, the, the quality of a lot of the beers that we had in those categories that just were really quite exceptional. Well, and it was nice, too, that, you know,
1: I, I mean, everyone loves beers made with candy or beers that taste like candy or, you know, what's funny, I I was actually doing some research about what are the beer trends of 2022 or what are the, you know, most uh, interesting beers of 2021. And they kept talking about beers that taste like your favorite dessert, like a tiramisu this <laughs> or, a, you know, a chocolate eclair, whatever. And I'm like. What about a nice pilsner or, you know, just a, f- a fresh hopped IPA or, you know, a good pale ale? I think as a lot of the pseudo beer drinkers kind of fall away and go back to energy drinks and seltzers, we'll start to get more of that, Mike. The uh, can of brewer make a beer that tastes like beer, you know, and we'll get to celebrate that. That's what we're hoping. The other exciting thing, and this is probably the most exciting thing, okay? This will be the first season where uh, Main Man Bob and I actually cross swords. Wait. wait, That's probably not what I was supposed to say. Um, we'll be doing... You said you wouldn't tell anybody. ...a collaboration episode with the Sips crew. Uh, we're going to do some barrel-aged beers and... Um, Bob's guys are going to talk about the whiskeys that those beers came from. You should never
3: cross the streams. It would be bad.
1: Yeah, but it ended up working out in the end. You know, I think it's going to save the world.
3: Oh, it's all good until the giant marshmallow man comes. Yeah. Well, let's, we said we weren't going to bring Mike, but, you know. <laughs> I like to think of Mr. Stay Buffed.
0: So, uh, you know, Julianne, I know that you always are, uh, you know, focused on beers that, really kind of capture your attention and... um, I'm from Pennsylvania.
2: (laughs) Besides Pennsylvania.
0: Yeah. So is there a particular region, you know, that you think that you're going to come back around and kind of concentrate on this year?
2: I think we'd like to get up to the Midwest, um, maybe a little bit going out into the Pacific Northwest as well. And Texas, those are some areas that we haven't been able to get a lot of coverage with. So I'd like to do that. Also, let's bring back the hand pump.
3: Hold on. Hold on. Wait, what?
0: What? You meant (laughs) to say. (laughs)
3: We're not not supposed to tell everyone about that.
0: (laughs) You meant to say beer engine, right? Correct. I knew that's what you meant. I've been married 25 years. I'm not sure what she's talking about. On the hand pump. (laughs) This is the only show with its only brand of personal lube that you need to have at all times.
1: So, uh, so, guys, we got to go. Uh, <laughs> it's been great talking to you, but, uh, yeah, we need to have a talk.
2: <laughs> but bring it back some basic styles, like English Mild and what beers are like on hand pump versus. <laughs> say beer engine. Please, please
3: say beer engine. <laughs> right in the toilet. What was it 32 and a half minutes. It's a new record. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Season 10, the year of the hand pump.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, yeah, I think uh, get some new sponsors, Mike. Yeah.
0: there's a lot of challenges, you know, that the beer industry you know, is facing as well. And and I think probably one of the things that I think we'll probably be bringing around in some of the sub segments will be the net effect that um, COVID is really having on a lot of breweries. And we're really seeing um, a lot of Smaller breweries, are really, uh, you know, uh, have struggled all the way through, you know, COVID, and there, some of these places have actually, you know, gone under as well. And so, yeah. the era of a lot of the merger and acquisition is pretty much done. I don't really, I haven't heard a deal, you know, go, you know, through with within Bev, you know, probably in the last three years. So I just think that they're still trying to figure out how to pick up the pieces, you know, of of all of that massive, you know, buying spree that they went on. And I, I, I think they're still licking their wounds over the Ballast Point deal, you know, spending over a billion dollars just to buy that one brewery. Yeah, that's B with a billion. Sure.
1: Well, and I think, too, like between that and the recent developments with the the price of aluminum, you know, and how uh, a lot of the aluminum uh, can manufacturers are really – pushing hard against the smaller breweries by making them buy bigger quantities that are really not feasible for them are we going to see people go back to glass are we going to see a lot more of just uh, breweries kind of pulling back and focusing on what they can sell on draft you know like where is that going to go I don't I mean obviously canned beer is not going away but um where what's the tipping point, and, and where's this gonna kind of push the industry? You know, are there gonna be new innovations, or are we just gonna see a more um, downsizing of uh, you know American craft breweries? I don't know.
0: Yeah, and you you also you know look at the net effect that that's having on a lot of the choices that the brewers are making as well. Um, one of the things that we noted that was a trend. With a lot of brewers is that they were choosing not to uh, introduce any new styles of beer and that they are actually concentrating a lot on core products, things that have a known revenue cycle to them. Um, that they know that if they put those out that they're actually going to sell a certain volume you know of those beers and really kind of shining away from you know introducing that many you know new products to their product lines and a lot of this is just a it's a survival tactic you know that uh, a lot of the brewers are faced with i don't think that's necessarily a bad thing no i don't either i and you know did that, you know, eighth lactose infused uh, fruited sour IPA really need to be done? I think you were I think you were done with one. You didn't need to do eight right. different versions of that.
1: Or even like do you want to go to the store and see 58 mediocre beers and two good ones on the shelf or maybe just 20 pretty solid beers to pick from?
0: Yeah. Well, and I, I think the other trend in the story that's still there, and I, I like the fact, I really enjoy the fact that we talked about hard seltzer. Um, we had a lot of fun with it. <laughs> um, you know,
1: I didn't like drinking it.
0: <laughs> but it is a very real, you know, element of, and a tremendous amount of market share is moving towards hard seltzer. And, you know, I, I like the fact that we at least had the discussion because it's a very real thing that a lot of brewers are actually thinking about. I've seen some brewers actually where they're splitting their product line and they're actually producing beer and hard seltzer um you know all alongside each other so it's like well you know if i'm going to lose market share i want to lose it to myself i don't want some idiot you know come along yeah. to say well you don't know how to make hard seltzer no i think we can do that <laughs> so and i think you know a lot of a lot of breweries
1: were making hard seltzer instead of a session beer you know, like a lighter, like a goza or something. Just make a hard seltzer instead.
0: Yeah, so I think there's some you know interesting trends that are uh, definitely taking place. That I think you'll see some of that manifest itself in some of the choices that we're actually going to make um, for uh, production planning. You know, with our sub segments, but you know the way that the Dave you know said that we stay very very true to the consumer. You know, if he can't walk into a store and buy it, I, I'm not so sure. You know. We're, we're always going to be talking about that. We get uh, unsolicited beer all the time and that's great. And I really appreciate, you know, all those folks sending me, you know, a lot of those products, but you know, then we'll reach out and we're like, where's this distributed? And they're like, you know, well, we're in one town or we have a distribution radius of like 125 feet. And it's just, uh, you know, so a lot of those things, we just, um, they never make a lot of our broadcast schedule. They do make, you know, a lot of our online um, reviews, but I think that that is always something that we constantly struggle with. But again, we want to stay very true, you know, to the consumer experience. We want to make sure we can talk about things that you can find, you can experience. Or more importantly, there's some things that we didn't particularly like that, you know, you'll at least know to avoid those and maybe to enjoy, you know, something that's a little bit better uh, when you get around to it. So that being said, if you have a 60-year-old scotch
3: for, you know, a bottle and you'd like to send it to me, even though there's two bottles on planet earth and no one else will ever get any, I'm more than happy to accept it and taste it and give you my thoughts on it. Not a problem.
1: Yeah. Just send it to my house. I'll make sure Bob gets it. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Really had a great time, you know, during season nine, Uh, I'm looking forward to all of this uh, exceptional content that we're going to be bringing to our audience for season 10 and i'm looking beyond that as well and it's just uh uh you know you never know how long something's gonna gonna last but uh that's what she said we're just having such a a good fun you know time you know along the way and and i'm really uh i think everybody's enjoying themselves so mike uh
1: 10 years ago did you ever think uh you'd be coming to 10 seasons of this
0: oh no Actually, that is the common story that I tell everybody is that uh so good boy, Jim and I, uh, as we were talking about doing this very early on, I said that I didn't think we would last, you know, even to 10 episodes. And I think that I would just, you know, get this, you know, out of the way and that idea would be done. So, I don't know, 500 episodes later, here we still are. <laughs> so, it's the best bet I ever lost. Well, it's great spending some time with all of you this evening. And uh, thanks for uh, sharing some of your plans, you know, with our audience for season 10. Made Man Bob, really great to catch up with you always. Always good to be on. Good old boy, Dave. Thanks for uh, for being here.
3: Hey, man. (laughs) Thanks for not banning me all those years ago. (laughs) Oh, you were banned. Just nobody remembered to tell you. And you just kept coming back. You're like that little guy on Office Space. Nobody. That's right. Yeah, we fired him 20 years ago, but he just keeps getting paychecks and keeps showing up. Keeps sneaking back in.
2: Yep. I'll burn this place down.
0: And good old gal, Joanna, thanks for joining us
2: tonight. Thanks for letting me be here with you guys. This has been fun. Yep.
0: Hey, this is uh, good old boy Mike asking you to come back. Enjoy us for another exciting episode of Sip, Sudden Smokes. I'll ask you to keep on sipping. Take us out there, Drew. Sorry, but Drew is actually out sick this week, so you're going to get me. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you're listening to us online, do yourself a favor and tap the subscribe button. That's the easiest way to listen to our show is ask Siri, Alexa, Google, or Uncle Larry, or whoever talks to you on your phone, play podcasts, sip, suds, and smokes. We love your feedback, and you can reach us online at infosipsudsandsmokes.com. Our tasting notes flow out on Twitter and Instagram with our handle at Sipsudsandsmokes, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. you also be able to interact with the thousands of other fans on those social media platforms. Do us a favor and take the time to rate this episode if you're listening to us online. That's a great big help to us, and we get to see your feedback as well. Come back and join us for another exciting episode of Sip, Suds, and Smokes. And again, keep on sipping.